There's a bird that lives in Alaska that has a quite an interesting life cycle. See, it, it doesn't live among the streams and the mountains, but it lives along the coastal islands. And in the Aleutian Islands, you have volcanoes, over a dozen large ones and all the smaller islands with volcanoes. And when those volcanoes erupt, they decimate all the life that's on each island and cover it with volcanic rock and ash. Only the birds like this. When the volcano erupts, and which happens, I'm told, about twice every year, the bird comes to the island, the auklet it's called, and it likes to make its nest on this island because all the predators, all the rodents, all the pests are wiped off the island. So it has a safe place where it can nest and lie down. And after a while, actually, it's interesting to see how the auklet transforms the island by its presence, and soon the island becomes grassy and full of life again. You know, it may not be by a volcano, but this world is destined for destruction. We see prophets like Zephaniah speaking of God, wiping out all life on the face of the earth. Only he is going to provide a place for some to remain. And who's going to remain behind? And who's going to thrive after all the destruction? Well, it's not the Alklet, but we see it is the lowly. We'll see that as we look at God's word these next three weeks. And today we start our series looking at the Savior's Sermon on the Mount as it's reflected in the prophets of the Old Testament. And today as we look at the prophet Zephaniah, we'll see just who God has planned to live after he decimates all life on this earth. And we see in our Savior's sermon that humility brings us what God has promised. You know, Zephaniah lived at a time when Jerusalem was really lingering near destruction. It was during the reign of King Josiah, who, yes, had many reforms to try to get rid of all the idols and fix the idolatry in the land. But despite all of King Josiah's efforts, it was just too little too late to remove the wickedness in Jerusalem. And so God's anger was about to erupt over all of Jerusalem. It's what Zephaniah calls the day of the Lord's anger. And God says through Zephaniah that he's going to wipe out all the life in the city and he's going to remove them. So that's why it's so important to hear the plea that Zephaniah gives in chapter 2, he says, Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. You know, this cry that Zephaniah made stands true, not just for the people in Jerusalem, but it stands true for all people. Because Zephaniah not only foretold the destruction of Jerusalem, he foretold the day of the Lord's anger over all the earth. That God would wipe out life over all this earth because of its wickedness. God sees every human heart, every wicked thought, every action. And so he's going to bring his fierce anger over sin. And so Zephaniah's plea, seek the Lord, seek humility, should be heard today. But why don't people listen to it? You don't see too many 
seeking humility. And that just this plea to seek the Lord probably isn't heard because humility is not a natural trait. Can you imagine the the people in Zephaniah's day as they were enriched with minerals and things that they mined as their flocks grew wealthy and their city was fortified and they had the strength in Jerusalem that they needed to fend off anything. They didn't expect anything would come on them. Who would humble them? Then it came. God sent a totally unexpected nation, the Babylonians, to level their city, to bring down the mighty and to bring them very low. But what happened to Jerusalem was only a small foreshadow of what God will do to this world. And yet, what do you see in this world? Do people humble themselves? Do they humble themselves before God and his word? What you see is you have to be on top of things. You have to have wealth and strength and influence, and then you'll find blessing. Or maybe if you just can push your weight around, then things will go well for you. Do you not only seek the Lord, but humble yourself? When a man has influence and power, doesn't he like to push others around and have his way? Or when someone's in charge of others, doesn't he like to look down on them because maybe he has achieved a higher status or position in this world? Or when a woman has all the attention she wants, is she going to give attention to God when everyone's looking up to her? about you. Seek the Lord. Seek humility. It almost sounds backwards from the way this world operates. But Jesus said, blessed are the meek. So as Zephaniah continues in chapter 3, describing what God will do, God who will take those who will not humble themselves will find just how far he puts them down. We read in chapter 3, starting at verse 11. On that day you, Jerusalem, will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me, because I will remove from you your arrogant boasters. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill. See, that, that day was fulfilled in part as all the wealthy, all the influential in Jerusalem were taken prisoners, were killed, or taken off into exile. But that was only fulfilled in part because God says he will remove every haughty, every proud heart in this world. So what can we do? Seek the Lord. Seek humility. You know, both of those are found in the man, Jesus. The one who we seek, the Lord, who himself is the most humble. And the only way that God could bring this new life to us and bless us and bring us his blessing so we could enjoy his blessing is first by removing something from us, removing our pride. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus, the true Son of God who was above all, humbled himself lower than any other. And in order that we could be with our God, he removed our sin He removed the curse that we deserve so that we should be cast to the depths of hell. And though we might make ourselves on top of the world and God would cast us down, Jesus came to lift us up in grace. And by removing our sins on the cross, Jesus accomplished what we never could. We see in verse 11, On that day, Jerusalem, you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me. Because God will remove the wrongs from his people. 
He will remove them from our hearts. And more than that, he will also remove all of the enemies of God. As it says, never again will there be any who are haughty, never again any boasters or arrogant on my holy hill. But I will leave within you the meek and the humble, the remnant of Israel who trust in the name of the Lord. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Jesus was reflecting on the words of Zechariah, I will leave within you the meek and the humble, the remnant of Israel who trust in the name of the Lord. After the destruction of this world, after God has wiped out every sinner, removed every enemy and every proud heart, not all will be lost. For God has a plan to deal with the proud, but he also has a plan for the lowly. And they will find, like the Oaklet, after they come to an island, a place of rest where they will find safety and peace and none to harm. He describes it saying, The meek I will leave within you. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. You see, our risen, living Jesus who died for us now has been lifted up. And our risen Jesus promises that he will give us a place where we can find rest. And there will be no enemies. We will, like a a cattle in pasture, graze on the lands around us, and we will feast in God's kingdom, and no one will harm. There will be no one proud there, as we all look up to the risen and living Christ. And there, as we lie down and rest, we will forever enjoy the peace that he has won for us. So we see how God turns this world around. The meek inherit the earth. When Jesus spoke those words, the people did not see them yet fulfilled. But Jesus would bring it about by his death, removing our sin, by his victory, defeating all our enemies, and giving us a lasting peace. As God's people, we find ourselves at times tempted to follow this world, to strive to put ourselves over others, to boast about what we've accomplished. And yet we know And we understand what our Savior has told us is true. The meek will inherit the earth. And so our Savior's words reflected in the Old Testament will be fulfilled today and forever. As Jesus says, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, and blessed are you. Hear the Savior's sermon. Trust with humility. Amen.